What is staking in crypto? What is yield farming? Are the rewards from staking, lending, and providing liquidity worth the risk? Hello, I'm CryptoCasey, and in this video, we are going to explore staking, lending, yield farming, and the risks associated with each of these activities together to determine whether or not it's a form of investing that is right for us in our unique financial situations. Be sure to watch out for scammers in the comments and all over social media that impersonate me and other people in the space. They will try to direct message you, ask you to WhatsApp them, Telegram them, or ask you to send them crypto and money. Claiming to offer profits for you, offer investment services, say they can recover lost crypto for you, or say they have an investment group for you to join. So only access my only official accounts by using the links in the description areas of these videos. Everything else is 100% a scammer that will message you and ultimately try to steal your crypto. So stay vigilant during these crazy times, crypto fam. Awesome. Let's learn about the risks and rewards of staking and lending cryptocurrencies. Staking, lending, and providing liquidity are three different ways people can earn passive income from cryptocurrencies they plan to hold for the long term. All three require locking up your crypto for an extended period of time to earn rewards, interest, or fees. Let's discuss the differences between these activities as well as the associated risks and rewards. The word staking comes from the term proof of stake, which is one of the ways some cryptocurrency networks secure their networks as well as validate and process transactions. So the word blockchain is a term that describes a running list or ledger of transactions. And all of these transactions are batched into blocks that get verified and posted one after the other to keep the transaction list transparent, decentralized, and immutable. And proof of stake is a way some cryptocurrency ecosystems validate their blocks on their particular blockchain network which uses an algorithm that selects which computers will validate the next block. Computers that run the software to participate in the proof-of-work validation method are known as validators. And proof-of-stake requires any computer that wants to become a validator to put a certain amount of their own cryptocurrency at stake by locking it up on the network, basically as a form of collateral. So staking with regard to cryptocurrency simply means holding cryptocurrency in a wallet or smart contract for an extended period of time in exchange for interest, rewards, or similar. So the proof-of-stake algorithm selects which validators will validate the next block by considering a few variables, like the amount of cryptocurrency the validator has staked on the network, the amount of time the cryptocurrency has been staked on the network, and the algorithm can randomly select validators to ensure decentralization of the validation process overall. So in most cases, the more cryptocurrency a particular validator has staked, the longer the cryptocurrency has been staked, the more likely the validator will be selected to validate the blocks by the algorithm. And if the block the validator verifies is approved by the rest of the network and ultimately added to the blockchain, then the validator earns a reward for verifying the block. In proof of stake, people describe a newly verified block being added to the blockchain as having been forged by the validator as opposed to mined by a miner in proof of work. However, if the block a validator proposed to the network had some inconsistencies or fraudulent transactions, the validator is penalized by losing some of their staked cryptocurrency. It's important to note that each blockchain project that uses proof of stake protocols has their own unique algorithm with different rules and methods that dictate their particular network's functionality. Ethereum 2.0 will use proof of stake soon, and other projects like Solana, Cardano, Polkadot, and more already use proof of stake to verify transactions on their networks. 
So there are two main ways investors can stake their cryptocurrency. One is by directly handling and setting up the technical aspects required to become and run a validator for the specific network like Solana versus Ethereum 2.0. And this can be quite complicated even for tech savvy people, posing a risk that you lose your funds from user error and you face long lockup periods that do not allow you to use or access your funds for a while. And two, people can stake their crypto by using third-party staking services provided by exchanges like Binance and Coinbase or other platforms like Lido and Figment. Using third-party services is much easier to stake your crypto since you don't have to set up and configure your own validator. However, you do run the risk of the exchange freezing your account, limiting withdrawals, and potentially not having enough financial backing if there was a mass run. This could lead to losing all of your funds as well. So all in all, staking is an interesting new way investors can earn passive income while supporting these new blockchain networks. But in markets where we are facing insolvencies and bankruptcies now, and still awaiting regulators to come in and ensure exchanges and third-party services are acting responsibly and not recklessly, as we have seen with the recent Terra Luna and Celsius disasters, I do not think putting a lot or potentially any of your crypto at stake and at risk for potential passive rewards at this time is a good idea. One of the most requested videos I get is about staking, where to stake, how to stake, etc but I have put it off because I don't feel comfortable encouraging people to keep their crypto on exchanges or with third parties. That is until there's more transparency about their underlying assets, as well as rules and regulations in place to protect investors from future potential Terra's and Celsius insolvency events. If you've got the funds to invest and are extremely tech savvy, maybe consider setting up a validator yourself, but just know that you run the risk of user error as well as potential failures with the protocols since this technology is still so new and nascent in its developmental phases. Cool. Next, let's talk about lending your cryptocurrencies to earn interest as a form of passive income. Exchanges like Gemini and Binance allow investors to lend out their crypto so other people can borrow it. Although this may seem like a great way to earn passive income on digital assets you're planning to hold for the long term, it comes with a ton of risk especially in our current global financial market. Due to lack of regulations of cryptocurrency industries at this time, exchanges and other crypto service platforms are able to lend out crypto without any limits on how many times the same crypto can be lent out. For example, when you deposit $100 into Gemini, decide to convert it into a cryptocurrency like USDC, and elect to earn yield using Gemini Earn, you are essentially allowing Gemini to lend it out, which means it's no longer yours. You have agreed to lend it out to someone else in exchange for earning interest over time, which at the time of this video is 5.31% APY for lending out USDC on Gemini Earn. Nice, simple enough, right? An easy passive income stream, set it and forget it. So what happens next? Well, Gemini can lend your $100 worth of USDC to another financial institution like an exchange. So let's say Gemini lends out your $100 of USDC to Binance and some random customer named John on Binance makes a deposit of 100 real dollars, then exchanges it for USDC. And Binance credits your $100 of USDC you lent to Gemini to John's Binance account. And hey, what do you know? Binance is offering interest for USDC. So John is like, hey, sign me up. And now the $100 of USDC you lent to Gemini, that Gemini lent to Binance, that Binance lent to John is now being lent out to yet another borrower. So due to lack of regulations, there's nothing ensuring the crypto you lend out. No one owes you anything if the value drops. And if you haven't realized it yet, 
there is an extremely small amount of real dollars being used and held in global cryptocurrency exchange and market ecosystems. This is part of the reason Terra and Celsius went bust. When crypto is allowed to be lent out without any limitations on how many times the same crypto can be lent out, basically it creates a situation where 5, 10, 100, or more people are potentially looking at the same exact crypto coin or token sitting in what they think is just their portfolio. Meaning there's an artificially higher fake supply of crypto meeting real demand. And the interest rates for the passive income are rewards to you for putting your funds at risk. This is part of what happened with Celsius. People allowed Celsius to lend out their crypto without Celsius actually having enough financial backing to handle a mass run. And now they are facing insolvency and likely bankruptcy, meaning most, if not all people will lose their cryptocurrency. So I made this video because a lot of people ask me about lending, borrowing, yield farming, and providing liquidity in exchange for passive income, rewards, and interest. But at the end of the day, like we've already discussed, the global financial system is fragile right now and more Terra and Celsius events can occur. This can cause investors to lose their funds they keep on exchanges, stake through exchanges, lend on exchanges, and everything in between. At the end of the day, yes, staking, lending, and other financial activities are amazing, allow for more financial inclusion, and interesting ways to utilize financial services. But until more regulation is established and bad players are shaken out during this brutal bear market, the best, safest, and most secure way to store our cryptocurrencies we intend to hold for the long term is by using cold storage hardware wallets. If you scroll down to the description area below, you can access the correct and official sites of my recommended hardware wallets. BC Vault is my personal favorite. Another option are the Ledger devices, so scroll down to check them out. And if you would like to learn more about the structure of our current financial system, the structure of the crypto markets, and why it's so fragile right now because of how interconnected everything is, and how an event like Terra and Celsius can be contagions that cause a domino of collapses across the globe, be sure to check out my three-part video series explaining all of this and more by clicking on the link above. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell notification to stay up to date on all of the latest videos. So what do you think about the state of staking and lending crypto right now? Is it a risk you are willing to take with a portion of your investments? Or are you going to stay on the sidelines until more regulations are imposed? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.